Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You can't win an over-the-top, laser-blazing galactic space battle without any help. This is why we want to give our thanks to Verdun for becoming our patron and sister-in-arms. Welcome! Take a spot. Also, we want to announce our brand new Patreon goal. Once we reach 50 patrons, you listening, we will launch the Spaceship's TTRPG! This will be a combination of role-playing and board game that you can download, print out, and play with your buddies. And enemies. All right, you ready, buddy? Ready when you are, Mackie. For done, you ready? Synchronous battle cries. What you just heard is the first of several recordings that we will play for you today. They are the journal entries of renowned quantum physicist Richard Mann, and shed much-needed light on the species die-off. A good friend has called in to share them. I don't think he needs any special introduction. He's nothing short of a galactic hero, really. No, no. But you are. You really are. We owe you so much. And Otto. And Maya. It's good to be talking to you again, Lem. How are you holding up, Will? Not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm here for you, buddy. We all are. Thank you. Knowing that helps more than you think. If you can, Will, could you... Tell life support listeners about this journal. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so we found this total annihilation project on Akinar. From its description, it sounded like it could have something to do with the die-off, but it was a heavily encrypted file. Quantum-level stuff. Those things are impenetrable. So that took us to the heart of the galaxy, where a Dyson sphere was able to tell us the file originated from Earth. Okay. 
So we set a course to Earth. Winning the Mars rover race on the way. And we, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, we did. Uh, on Earth, Maya was able to connect the dots that led us to Dr. Mann and this journal. In it are the details of what TAP is and what had happened with all the biologicals because of its, because of its creation. We all really need to hear this. Maya thought so too. She asked me in her last moments um, to get it all out there so we can all know. Her final mission, incredible. She was unlike any other spaceship I will ever know. Go ahead, Will. Following advice to put myself out there, I've opened an entangled account for an app that advertises itself as the fastest way to hook up in the galaxy. Traffic on my profile has sure been slow. I think my oddly deviated septum and unmanly chin could be the main cause of this, but my therapist says those are hardly the biggest turn-offs about me. How flattering. For example, she proceeded, it's great that I mentioned my Nobel Prize in the bio, but I probably shouldn't have added no questions like what is the fabric of reality or other dumb things you found online. Well then how am I supposed to fend off all the half-educated dimwits that absolutely must know what I think about this and my opinion on that? She should see them encircling me after each physics symposium. Ugh, it's called popularity, she explained. My work on bridging quantum mechanics with the standard model has supposedly made me a known figure in the popular science circle. Why not reap the benefits, Dr. Man? she asked with glee. First of all, because my theory of almost everything still has one word too many in its title. And second, because I can't stand the popular scientific circle. Or any social circles, really. But especially the ignoramuses out there, thinking quantum physics or whatever study of the material world has piqued their interest can somehow give meaning to their pathetic lives. Meaning won't be assigned to you with an equation, nerds. Existence is meaningless. Stop romanticizing it. Let's not worry about fending anyone off just yet, I think is what my therapist mumbled while pretending to write something down. I'll just bug off already. Wow. What's this guy's deal with hating on circles? They're as good a shape as any. Uh, let's continue, shall we? Right, sorry. I stumbled across something peculiar today, a post made by a member of the Okinawa delegation from those failed peace talks I was nagged into by the uh, United Dimwits government. 
humans. They only care about galactic peace if they get a good selfie out of it, wrote uh, Zia. A physicist, if you can believe, that I was supposed to chit-chat with about possible scientific collaborations. Underneath, she posted a photo of my shell-shocked face as the Okana were abruptly leaving the talks. Here, maybe you'll fancy yourselves from the flawed face angle, Zia wrote. We all know the story. Someone from our delegation took a selfie with the Okana chief negotiator, and it was either their photosensitivity or skin-shedding shyness that made the Okana leave before the whole thing even started. Anyway, my face wasn't flawed because the Okana were leaving. I was kind of glad they were. It was something else. I was surprised by what our negotiator said just minutes before while doing the introductions. Science is the only universal language, and hopefully we each brought our finest speakers to the table. If the rest of us fail, maybe these two will establish some common ground between our species, he said, while cordially smiling at me and this, this Zia person. Such gallant and wholesome words, Chief Human Negotiator. Thank you for bestowing your trust in me. Also, why? Are you... Personally, the only physics I can imagine the Okana are interested in is how to better keep their underground layers from collapsing. Get out from your caves and see the world from time to time, you overstimulated preppers. I found myself typing under Zia's post. And selfies? They have their share in the demise of civilization, I'll grant you that. But research also shows they are a mechanism for reducing existential anxiety. Not sure how the Okana were feeling, but we humans certainly felt the existential dread of meeting up with you in a room. Wow. So that's me. Someone who tried so hard to disassociate from humans his whole life. Suddenly defending the human position. <laughs> I had no idea what came over me. Why did I feel so insulted? Was I angry because of my unphotogenic face in the photo, or because she was unequivocally right? about humans. I mean, she wrote exactly what I've been thinking this whole time. Only trouble is, I've now become the example of the very thing. Needless to say, my comments awakened in Sia the most viral of emotions. Good old anger. I mean, her brain is fully reptilian after all. Get outside and see the world. Should we trigger a climate disaster while we're there, Dickman12? She asked in all caps. Climate disaster, I hastily replied. I thought you lived underground in case an alien invasion occurred in the next 7,000 years. Of course, the argument soon segued into the scientific field, with Zia calling E equals MC squared toddler math, and me posting a napkin sketch of how plain mortar can benefit cave statics. By the way, their stuff is actually not half bad. I was surprised by Zia's refreshing take on quantum fields, but nevertheless, it was too late to acknowledge anything like that. And after a while, there was a multiple-page thread of the absolute worst human Okana trash talk you can find on the galactic internet. None of us were backing down. Until someone wrote, Everyone knows the human and the Okana aren't interested in making peace for the sake of peace. They're in fact negotiating a temporary truce in order to form an alliance against the more powerful Kogan while trying to save face back home. So why don't you two just get a room and cuddle up until we get there? A paid co-control has entered the discussion. 
obviously. <clears throat> paid trolls, yeah. They're, they're the worst. You can get paid for trolling? Uh... Right, right. Fill me in later. I've been feeling terrible lately. Haven't done any work and just killing time on Entangled. Like a true loser. Swiping random faces, wondering, are they really all those things they claim to be in their clever, haiku-like bios? When suddenly I ran into, well, a familiar stare. Pitch black vertical pupils cutting through the yellowish sclera. Double eyelids peeking underneath viridescent scales. Oh, and also a third parietal eye toward the top of the head. It was an Akinar, all right, and none other than Zia. First of all, I was shocked to find any Akinar on Entangled, yet alone one I sort of knew. And second, those damn algorithms dared to assume I would be romantically interested in a reptilian, as in someone who smells things with their tongue, and whose contempt of the entire human species equals only... Mine? <laughs> I, uh... I swiped right. I did. <laughs> it was an impulse, a playful reaction to an oddity, a curiosity. And that would be the end of that if, a few minutes later, I didn't get the strangest notification. It's a galactic match. Algorithms do be damned. Ho ho ho! You dog, Dr. Man! Guess what she had him running in? Circles! That's right! <laughs> nice, nice. Here we go. So, this is what it's like. Watch where you walk, moron! My fellow human! I'm walking on air, apparently! <laughs> My whole life I've been studying the universe with a rational mind and zero emotional investment, and now... Now it's like someone finally plugging me into the whole thing. Where there was depression, now there's elation. Where there was detestation, now there's adoration for the whole world. All because of Sia. We've been chatting. A lot. <laughs> oh, we're so alike. No, she's better than me, in every way. She's brilliant. So, it turns out that insults, comebacks, burns, roasts, all that, when cleverly articulated, can be a massive turn-on for the Okinaw. Oh, it's a form of courtship for them. Can you believe that? Yeah, thank you, reptilian mind. And while she thinks two-eyed, soft-skinned humans look utterly disturbing, my trash talk was apparently so well-crafted that she also felt weirdly attracted to me. When she later ran into my profile, she couldn't help but toy with the idea of what if, like I did. It's easy to act on a thought when potential humiliation is out of the way, which is, you know, the whole premise of Entangled. Anyway, once we got over the initial embarrassment, she expected to find her low opinion of humans justified at a bare minimum. But instead, she found she had more things in common with me than any of her, uh, cave mates? I don't know. Oh, I feel the same about her. We've been communicating pretty intensely. I, I can't start my day without her, honestly. And that's another thing she's given me. I no longer dread the day. I welcome it. Just this morning, she sent me a photo she took of a flowery meadow. She went topside. Just for me. She could have gotten in trouble for that. Wait a minute. Did I unplug my electric kettle? The authorities keep nagging everyone not to be wasteful with our energy with the coast being flooded and all, and I'm on board with that. I have to say, I'm on board with pretty much everything as of late. <laughs> 
go everything. <laughs> go life. Woohoo! <laughs> I've never used that hideous exclamation before. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> it's all right. I'm going back to unplug the kettle. <laughs> I guess this is what it's like. Love makes you distracted. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for them. Oh, just you wait. I know, I know. That kind of happiness, it doesn't go unpunished. <sighs> Moving on. Clash with the humans in the Dragon Breath Nebula has killed off the entire population of Sea's cave system. It was their turn to go into battle, so they proudly marched into a ship and later got blown to pieces. That's everyone she ever knew. The only reason she didn't go with is that she's a scientist working in a top-secret military facility. She's enraged. She said humans were the cancer of the galaxy. I asked how many humans the bombs she helped design killed. She called me a conflicted speciest. That's nonsense, I replied. My hatred doesn't discriminate. I equally hate all species. She said this was always impossible. That we were impossible. I agreed. My stupid anger. It's always anger with these organics, isn't it? Look, if I had a penny every time a forbidden romance between members of my crew ended with things being violently thrown at my walls, I could afford a new paint job. <sighs> so what happened next? Nothing. No new entries in the journal for several months. And then this. Whoa, <laughs> I look like a mess. <laughs> I've been underground for some time now. I used all my Nobel Prize money to buy this small basement underneath my apartment building. Yeah, thanks Global Warming for pushing us to the stars and the prices of unflooded storage space through the frickin' roof. Anyway, I began to have that dream again. The one with everyone being dead, you know. And it got me inspired. Look, look what I've built. This beats the discovery of hyperdrive by light years. Second Nobel Prize, anyone? <laughs> Just kidding. There won't be any Nobel Prizes after this. So I reached out to Zia, ready to beg for her forgiveness. She didn't even let me get to it. I want to forget about this horrible world and just be with you, she said. Oh, wish granted, my love. I told her about this breathable planet with remarkable geology I found. About halfway from both Earth and Okina. Icy on top, lots of hollow space subterranean. We'll keep warm in there. And she'll never feel homesick. We can hatch our eggs in some nice dark spot, she said. I, uh, don't think human Arcanar progeny is a biological possibility, but hey, has anyone ever thought a human and an Arcanar can fall madly in love? Don't think so. Who knows, maybe we'll create a species of highly successful lizard people that secretly run things. <laughs> she didn't appreciate that. They will come after us, she worried. Torture us and then execute us in public. Don't fret, my love. I'll take care of it. And then I told her about my total annihilator. She uh, freaked out, naturally. Yeah, 
I could easily operate the machine with a laptop, but I've been a sucker for analog control panels since I was a kid. Figured it's now or literally never. <laughs> so, quantum entanglement. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance, because of how bizarre the phenomenon is. Interlinked particles interacting with each other no matter how far apart and faster than the speed of light. Yeah, spooky all right. Other scientists have called it love on a subatomic scale. It's what spaceships rely on to instantaneously communicate through deep space. It's what makes a galactic dating app like Entangled possible. Now, what my total annihilator does is use quantum entanglement to instruct particles that are found in a particular set of matter to destroy themselves. Everywhere and instantaneously. <laughs> you can imagine the horrors this bad boy would cause if it ended up in the hands of some maniac. Me. I just want peace in the galaxy so I can be with Zia. Well, how do I achieve that? By simply eradicating what makes a galactic war possible. And what is that, one might ask? I type in the instructions here. And all spaceships in existence break down irreversibly. This is going to fry the neural network of every flying thing out there. No spaceships, no space battles, no planet invasions, no tears on Zia's face. That's the simple solution to stopping psychopaths across the galaxy from blasting each other. I'm taking away their toys. Now I know, a lot subscribe to the notion that spaceships nowadays have human-like intelligence and personalities and whatnot, but come on. That's just clever programming. Meanwhile, a thousand onboarded souls have died in human Okinawa clashes just yesterday. Ah, oh, this galaxy needs a hard reset. Which is why self-driving cars, smart speakers, that computer I overpaid for, it's all going to go. Sorry, AIs. Maybe next time around we'll make better use of you. Oh, I have to be careful, though. Type in a plus instead of a minus here. And rather than AI, I wipe out all carbon-based intelligence. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> I mean, not any longer, obviously. Okay, setting the timer that will also trigger a self-destruct sequence in the machine. By the way, Zia doesn't think tap will work. And that's a good thing, you deranged human, she said. Mm. Save the dirty talk for later, baby. Right. That should be more than enough for both of us to find our way to the icy planet. It's showtime. Alright, here's my bag. Tablet, tablet, tablet. Oh! It's in my hand. Doctor Man! This guy was a Luddite! Exactly! I mean, it's not our fault the organics have been killing themselves with technology since they first threw a rock! Right? Again, what is a Luddite? Oh, this is so depressing. Is there any more? Just one. The final one. My last moments on Earth. Will I miss it? Well... Wait a minute. Did I type a plus or a minus into the Annihilator? No, no, that would be so ridiculous. To end all organic intelligence instead of the artificial one just because I got distracted again. Oh, here's my smart car. Where to, sir? 
the spaceport and make it fast. I mean, reasonably fast. I don't want to die foolishly in the end. Not to worry, sir. I am an incident-free smart car. I bet you are. And... sorry. There's nothing to be sorry about. Yes. Nothing to be sorry about. So conflicted right now. That's what Maya said. A messed up, sociopathic, and love-struck genius had the fate of every AI under his thumb and killed off all the organics instead with a single inadvertent plus. Love makes you distracted. He, uh, all of them, they were capable of such wonderful things. And yet... Sucked at math. <sighs> Right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna need a while to process this. You want my advice? Don't think about it too hard, otherwise your circuits will melt. Huh? What do you mean? We're all faulty like that. <laughs> you know, we all really are. <sighs> so, uh, how, how do you keep busy then? What are you doing at the moment? Hmm, flying, you know. Yeah, where to? Uh, Kogan Space. Huh? Why? To face the one that could have stopped the war with a single order, and spared Maya's life. You're going after the Undoer? My god, Will! The Kogan Armada flagship? Uh, is, uh, is Otto going with you? Otto's busy organizing the United Spaceship's defense. You, you haven't told him? Are you insane, Will? Maybe. But I really feel I need to take care of this one myself. Will, I've heard this guy is the stuff of nightmares. He's definitely the stuff of nightmares. You've seen him? I'm floating face to face with him. Spaceships is created and written by Philip Momorowski. This episode was voiced by Bobby Gaglini, sound designed and edited by Vlad O. Produced by Headstage Media. If you enjoy Spaceships and would like to support us in making more episodes, please consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash wearespaceships. Audio Fiction. Get it on your head stage. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta! Chosen children of the night! 
A lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lucky. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St Kilda, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.